Welcome back to Distinct Nostalgia. This podcast is part of a family of podcasts produced by MIM. And on our sister station, Distinct Comedy, we've been showcasing some of the brightest comedic radio talent from the UK scene. Today, as it's a bank holiday, we thought we'd introduce you to VoiceOver Guy, written and performed by Jonathan Kidd. This hilarious 30-minute radio comedy details a day in the life of a man who spent his entire career in the voiceover industry. If you like this programme, then be sure to search for Distinct Comedy wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy. And join me afterwards for a chat with Jonathan about his voiceover career and where he got the inspiration from for VoiceOver Guy. Distinct Comedy. Fresh and original. VoiceOver Guy. By Jonathan Kidd. Oh, hello. I'm uh, I'm Jolien Carp. I'm uh, I'm doing a voiceover. Oh, hello. For who? For uh, oh, hang on. I've forgotten. <laughs> it's on my phone. Um, <clears throat> here we are. Uh, Captain Jacob's Boat Supplies um, uh, radio commercial. What is your name? Uh, Jolien. Jolien Carp. Captain Jacobs. Captain Jacobs. There's a last building society, is that it? Well, no. There is an audiobook recording, Pickwick Papers at two o'clock. Uh, no, Captain Jacobs at eleven. Oh, no, I can't see anything for that. You sure you're in the right place? Oh, one moment. Crumble Studios, I'm Anna. How may I help you? Oh, okay. We have a space in Studio One at four today. With Clive as engineer, yes. So what is the name? How do you spell that? T-Y-R-A-N-N-O-S-A-U-R-U-S Ah, Tyrannosaurus. That far? How do you spell that? Oh, come on. F. City. Oh, fact of file. Tyrannosaurus fact of file. Oh. <laughs> oh, Max. I will pencil you in. Bye. <clears throat> Sorry about that. What was the name again? Jolian. Jolian Carp. No, I think you're doing the voice. Uh, the Captain Jacob's Boat Supplies. I'm, uh, I'm playing a pirate. Are you sure you're in the right place? Ah, yes, good point. Uh, um, I'll find out. I'll just check with my voice agent. Hello, tickety-tock, can you hold? Hello, tickety-tock voices, Chrissy speaking. Oh, hello, Chrissy, it's Jolian. Who? Jolian Carp. Who? Jolian Carp. Oh, hello, darling, Jolian, yeah, how's it hanging? What are you up to? I'm at the gig you sent me to, at Crumble for the 11 o'clock for Jacob's Boat Supplies. Oh, yeah, that rings a bell. What's up? The, well, the, the the girl says it's not here. Um, am I in the right place? It's it's not on the computer here. Hang on. You at Crumble? Yeah. 11? Yeah. Jacob's Boat Supplies? Yes, yes. yes. Well, that's what I've got written down here in the book. Oh, good. It's for BB&B. Ah, oh, okay. It's for B B and B, Biggerly, Bovis and Bumpster, apparently. You're in the right 
place. The other line's going. Get in there. Break an orb. Later. Yes, OK. Thanks, Chrissy. We'll do. Laters. Well, we have a boat commercial in Studio 2 at 11 for Biggity Bobbits in Bemster. Is that it? Well, yeah, it sounds like it, don't you think? It, it fits all the criteria I've given you. It's in Studio 2. I will try them. What is your name? Jolian. Jolian Carp. He said for the fourth time. Hello, Paul. We have a Jolian Carp here. Carp. Carp. Jolian Carp Carp. Jolian. Jolian. And he says... What are you? Well, I'm an actor. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the VO. What? I'm the voiceover. He says he's the voiceover. Oh, yes. Yes, go into studio too, just up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm just going to the loo first. Straight ahead by the kitchen. Yeah, thanks. I know. I've been here before. I am new. Yes. Uh, would you like a drink? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, a lemon. Real lemon, please. Uh, uh, not the plastic squirty stuff. Um, with manuka honey. Uh, uh, I've got a bit of a tickly throat. Callum! What? Lemon. Real lemon. Not the plastic squirty stuff. With manuka honey for Studio 2. He's got a bit of a tickly throat. We ain't got any lemons. You'll have to go out and get it then. We ain't got any manuka. You'll have to go out and get it then. Uh, we've got Jif lemon with some ordinary honey. You'll have to go out and get it then. Hello, Chrissy. Where the bloody hell are you? I'm in the loo at Crumble. The client's just phoned up asking where the bloody hell you are. Well, I was at reception, as you know, as I phoned you, and the receptionist told the engineer I was here, and um, I've just wandered off for a wee. Well, stop wandering, and we enter the bloody studio. You're late. But I've been here since before 11. It's only um, uh, two minutes past. Well, you know what these advertising tossers are like? They've phoned up and complained. God knows why they have. And two minutes is meaningless in the scheme of things. I mean, you could load a gun and shoot your husband in that time, but it's their two minutes. They've asked where you are, so finish your wee pronto and get in there like poo off a shovel. In our line of business, you don't get a reputation for being unreliable, do you, darling? Hang on. Diggity dog, can you hold? So get your tancid ass in there, toot to sweet. Okay, darling, must take this call. Could be the job of a lifetime. Laters. Okay, laters. Somewhere. Ah, oh, here he is. is. Sorry, I'm late, but uh, I was just downstairs and the receptionist couldn't find where I was working, and then <laughs> I just visited the loo. Was that Anna? She's new. Yes, yeah, so she said. Well, you're here now. I'm Jeffrey, the producer. This is Dive, the copywriter who's written the stuff. Dive? Yeah, Dive. Not, um. No. This is Rebecca, the client from Jacob's Boat Supplies. Hello, lovely to meet you. You're in EastEnders, aren't you? Uh, no. Sorry. And this is Jemima from the agency. Hello. Hello. Paul is your engineer? Uh, yes, we've worked together before. Have we? Where? Well, here. Anyway, let's get you in the booth. Here's a script. Hello. Drinks, anyone? Oh, yes, please. Um, uh, lemon with manuka honey, I ordered. Um, I've got a bit of a tickly throat. Uh, I played an alien sea monster yesterday with a voice like a foghorn. <laughs> Just a bit raspy. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it won't affect my read, of course. <laughs> there's uh, there's water in the booth. 
Anyone else? Jemima. Skinny latte, please. One xylitol and a copy of Grancia. I've read this one here. It's ancient. Rebecca. Oh, uh, peppermint tea would be great, thanks. Dive. Um, can I get a decaf Americano with vanilla? Actually, no. I'm being stupid. I fancy a lager. A Brooklyn. Hang on, though. It is only 11, isn't it? Come on. No, sod it. A lager's fine. Wait a minute, though. What did I have the other day in that pop-up juice bar? Elderflower with a dash of lemon and lime. Yeah. And a, a, a pan of chocolat. No, no, silly me. A round of toast and marmite. With masses of butter. Not burnt toast. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Toast and marmite. Lush. My mouth's watering just thinking about it. So... That's sod it. I'll have it all. Right, the decaf Americano, uh, Brooklyn, uh, the uh, elderflower with a dash of lime and lemon, the uh, a pan of chocolat and a toast of marmite. Smashed it! Paul? Cup of builders, please, Callum. And a fizzy water slice of lemon and ice for me. Have you got all that, Callum? Yeah, lemon, latte, peppermint, builders, elderflower, decaf Americano, Brooklyn and a fizzy. And mine's a decaf with a xylitol and a new copy of Grazia. Yeah, I've written it down. Righto, let's do some work. In you go, then. Um, a Jolian. A Jolian, yes. I knew a Jolian. I'm a, a, a Jolian. Oh. Saw you at Bougie's last night. What? Your fella. Yeah. What's he doing? He's in the music business. Are you staying in London or going back after the session? Going back. We haven't got a budget for staying up. Will you be uh, sitting up straight or slouching, do you think? Uh, well, I'll probably start up straight then, slouch. Um, where's the button to raise the seat? I'm, I'm practically under the table. There. The button for the level in your cans is there, if you need it to be louder. Ta. Oh, hang on, I've left my glasses in my coat. I keep forgetting I need them. <laughs> Vanity, really. Oh, hello again. You appear to be back. Left my glasses. Keep forgetting I need them. Vanity, really. <laughs> and I've got him without a script. <laughs> Can't improvise it, can I? <laughs> Here you are. Thanks. Oof, I think I need to go to the gym more to open and close these studio doors. <laughs> Hang on, let's take off my bracelet. Don't want it jangling about in the take. Oh, how professional. <laughs> So, Joe... Sorry, never Joe, it's Jolian. I have to kill you if you call me Joe. Oh, dear. I hope that's a joke. Is it? Yes. And no. (laughs) So, Joe, Lion, as you can see, it's a radio script for a shop that sells boats and boating accessories. Yep. And we'd like you to give us your best pirate, okay? Yep, my best pirate, okay. You can do a pirate, can't you? I think I heard one on your showreel. Indeed. Aha, Jim lad. Pieces of eight. What? Aha, Jim lad. Pieces of eight. I thought it was the parrot who said pieces of eight. Well, I could do him as well if he wanted. Piece of eight. Piece of eight. Piece of eight. Ah, ah, ah. Well, we don't have a parrot, but if we did, you'd be the one we'd cast. <laughs> so, I imagine him as your common or garden parrot. A parrot on shoulder, peg leg. Obviously not the parrot who's got the peg leg, the parrot. <laughs> Tricorn hat, uh, black spot, swashbuckling and keel-hauling and hoisting the Jolly Roger with a piratical voice. OK. You all right for water? You should be, being a pirate. Uh, yes, thanks. Um, any sign of my lemon with Manuka? 
not as yet. Um, Paul, can we chase the beverages? And my bloody toast and marmite. Okay. Anna, yeah, what's what's up with the drinks? Uh, shall we go for one? There'll be pirate oh. music which oh, okay. we'll put on at the end. Yeah. Okay. okay no it's an accordion thing. Drinks won't be long, but he's he's had to go out for them. What? Even for the toast and marmite? Ah, okay. We'll do a few takes till he gets here. Uh, ready to go, Paul? Yep. And take one. Aha! Splice the main brace, me hearties. Get on down to Captain Jacob's boat supplies. 51 the High Street Little Brood on Sea. Whether it's dinghies or even a man of war, we know all about boats. Sail is now on. Get it? Get down to Captain Jacob's. Or I might have to give you a black spot. Boats are our business. 0173 437 934. Aha! Good, let's treat that one as a run-through. More emphasis on the words boat, Captain Jacobs, both of them. Slow down the phone number and let the ahas breathe. They top and tail the whole thing. OK? OK. Take two. Aha! Can I stop you there? (laughs) I hope I didn't do you a mischief in the middle of your aha. I hope I didn't tweak your gunnels or splice your salmon or anything like that. (laughs) Before we do another one, can we do the whole thing a lot quicker? Oh, OK. We need to lose about, um... 15 seconds? Yeah, 15 seconds. It's a 10-second commercial. Oh, OK. That was 25. OK. Take three. Aha! Splice the main brace, me hearties. Get on down to Captain Jacob's boat supplies. 51 the high street, little brood on sea. Whether it's dinghies or even a man of war, we know all about boats. Sail is now on, get it? Get down to Captain Jacob's. Or I might have to give you a black spot. Boats are our business. 0173 437 934. Aha! Good, but uh, I think it still needs to be even quicker than that, Paul. We need to lose about another five seconds. Oh, okay. I don't want to cut anything yet, so really, really quick, but no gabbling. Go quicker and sound slower. Okay. I know that's possible for a man with your gifts. (laughs) (laughs) Take four. Aha, splice the main brace, me hearties. Get him down to Captain Jacob's boat supplies. 51 the high street, little brood on sea. Whether it's dinghies or even a man of war. We know all about boats. Sailors now on. Ha ha, get down to Captain Jacob's. Or I might give you a black spot. Boats are our business. 01734379344. Two seconds over. Uh, Joe, we're still two seconds over. And that was a bit of a gabble, I'm afraid. A gabble? Yes, sorry to be so honest. So, we'll have to cut something. Dive, Rebecca, I want to cut the on in the second line, so we now say, get down to Captain Jacobs instead of get on down. Is that OK, Dive, Rebecca and Jemima? Oh, yes, good idea. Can't we get him to do one that fits first? Well, we could do, but I think that was the quickest he can go, so we cut. So, did you get that, Jolian? We're cutting the on, and Rebecca will cut the the in 51, the high street. Can we do that? Make it 51 high street? Oh, no, we can't. It's 51 The High Street. OK, we're not cutting the the. We'll cut the me in my hearties. OK, Rebecca? OK. Did you get that, Jemima? We're cutting the me in my hearties. OK. What? We're cutting the me in my hearties. Oh, fine for me if Rebecca says so. Any sign of the drinks, do you think? We'll be back after a quick break. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your, in your little, you mean? Yeah, yeah. We all, we all artists over here, man. I'm trying, oh, yeah, I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying, oh, yeah. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. yeah. Me, yeah. Me, we all artists, man. We go, you feel me? We going to have this, like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kai, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit right now. I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I gotta lie, don't play with it. Don't play with it. No. Take that shit serious. 
It's not the same, though, is it, without the me? To be a true pirate, you've got to have the me. A pirate doesn't go, hearties, does he? He goes, me hearties. He says, me cutlass, not just cutlass. I'm on the deck, hearties, with cutlass. It doesn't really work, does it? Well, I don't think cutlass and hearties are the same thing at all, are they? Cutlass is a sword. Hearties are your pals, your shipmates. What I'm trying to do here is reduce the speed and make it easier for you to say. So humour me, please. So that's the on, cut and the me, and we need two seconds off. Take five. Uh So you've still got to get a lick on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Take five and a half. A horse slice the main brace hearties. Get down to Captain Jake's book supplies. Free from the high street, little brood on sea, whether it's dingy, real, a man, or all about bogs. Sailors, no one can. Get down to Captain Jake's and might give you a black spot. Books for a business, almost 74, 74, a heart. Still one second over, I'm afraid. Still over, Joe Lyon. You're right about hearties. When you do it, it needs the me. And let's be frank, uh, Paul, turn him off, please, so he can't hear. He's doing it like a prat and making it totally incomprehensible, so it needs to be drastically pruned, Rebecca and Dive, I'm afraid. Let's get the shears out. Okay. Uh, can we cut splice the main brace? It's not working for me, so it goes, Aha, me hearties, cut whether it's dinghies or even a man of war, so it reads, Little brood on sea, we know all about boats. Let's try that. If need be, we can cut the black spot line as well, as I've never liked that. Oh, me neither. I've always been fond of that. It reminds me of the book. It's scary! Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'll flick through Treasure Island for inspiration. Do you know they set the cartoon series for that in outer space? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Incidentally, any sign of the bloody drinks? The Paul, the drinks? And the bloody toaster, Marmite. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'll ask again. I could have bought a loaf of bread and cut it up and toasted it and spread it with Marmite for the whole of bloody Soho by now. You need a fish and then you could feed 5,000. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Oh, thanks. I don't like Marmite. You don't like Marmite? You're well weird. One of the great food combinations, toast with lashings of butter and marmite. Never liked it. It's horrible. It makes me sick. And what do you like, then? I'd like my coffee. I shall scream without a coffee. Sorry, he's still not back, but um, Anna's coming in. Ah, finally. Refreshments. Sorry, I only have two lemon with honey. Callum is still not back, so... I made them myself. Who ordered the lemons with honey? Paul, turn the voiceover on again so he can hear us. Did you greedily order two honey and lemon, Joe Lyon? Well, I ordered one. Twice. Anyone else? I ordered a decaf Americano with vanilla, a Brooklyn, a pan of chocolat, uh, elderflower with lemon and lime, and toaster marmite. I'd have the honey and lemon if I liked it, but I don't, and I can't have honey. I'm allergic. Allergic to honey? Yeah, I get irritable bowel syndrome. It looks like they're both for you, Joe. Okay, thanks. Could you take them into the booth, please? Where were we after the non-drinks break? Ah, yes, cuts, cuts, cuts. Did you get that, Joe Lyon? Cut, splice the main brace, cut dinghies and man of war, so it's just, we know all about boats, and let's get on with that. You don't need to sound as if you've got a rocket up your arse, either. A rocket up my arse? Yes, don't. Okay. Take six. Aha, me hearties. Get down to Captain Jacob's boat supplies. 51 the high street little brood on sea. We know all about boats. Sail is now on. Get it? Get down to Captain Jacob's. Or I might give you a black spot. Boats are our business. 0173 437 934. Five seconds over. When I said don't go as if you had a rocket up your ass, I didn't expect you to read it as if you were drinking a mug of Horlicks in a dressing gown with your pipe and slippers out. Can we split the diff? Split the diff? Yes, split the diff. Okay. 
Split the diff, it is. And it's take seven. Aha, my hearties. Get down to Captain Jacob's Boat Supplies. 51 the High Street, Little Brood on Sea. We know all about boats. Sail is now on. Get it? Get down to Captain Jacob's, or I might give you a black spot. Boats are our business. 0173 437 934. Aha. The Paul? That's three seconds over. Well, that was an okay read. I think that's the optimum speed. And it's still too long, so I think we prune some more. Rebecca, dive. Jemima? Yes, indeed. Prune away. I'm going to get my own toast. Jemima? Oh, yeah, exactly. I think I'll go and get my own coffee in a moment. No, no, the cuts. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Ping, 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 cut, cut, cut. I think we lose. Get it? Yep, yep. And the me of hearties, which has been offending me for the past few reads. I know you're attached to it, Joe, but I think that needs must. When the devil drives. Yep, lose the me. And the black spot line has been giving me the hump since the first read, so it goes too. Yep, yep. I like it. It's fun. Well, forgive my French, but tough titty. We have an ad to make here that fits and is on air tomorrow. Off you go then, Joe. And take eight. Hang on, drinking some water. And take nine. Aha, hearties, get down to Captain Jacob's Boat Supplies. 51 the High Street Little Brood on Sea. We know all about boats. Sail is now on. Get down to Captain Jacob's. Boats are our business. 0173 437 934. Aha. Perfect for time. In fact, a uh, second under. Well done, Jolian. Perfect for time. In fact, a second under. Could you spread that second over the whole thing? I'm just not happy with the read now. I'm not hearing enough emphasis on Captain Jacob's. Okay. Or on the address. The address is very important, isn't it, Rebecca? Oh, yes. And the phone number. It's absolutely imperative that you pong that. Do you understand pong? Yes. Hit it hard and hit the second Captain Jacobs hard too. Pong that. But throw away, sail is now on. And then very emphatically, we know all about boots. Okay? Okay. Good boy. Jeffrey. No, I don't know when the coffee's arriving. No, not that. What then? Do you want a new copy of Heat? No. Oh, God, you're so cheeky. You are aware that all the emphasis will make the read go over length of gun, emphasising words takes longer. You are telling a grandmama to suck eggs. You know that? And take ten. Aha. <coughs> so sorry, 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 sorry. Do you want a glass of water? It's OK, I've got some. <coughs> take eleven. Sorry, not ready. <coughs> take twelve. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Ready now. And... Take 13. Ah, hearties, get down to Captain Jacob's boat supplies. 51 the high street. Little brood on sea. Wait, no, all about boats. Sail is now on. Ha ha, get down to Captain Jacob's. Boats are our business. 0173 437 934. Ah It's over again. Two seconds. Well, you certainly emphasised what I suggested. Yes. But too much. Yes. Less is more, I think. Okay. In this instance, you did more, didn't you? And got less. Yes. We need to lose two seconds. Okay. I'm back. I'm toasted. There's a sweet little cup up the way. Where are we? We're in Crumble Studios recording a radio commercial. A Paul? And take 14. Aha! Hardy's get down a coming take a boat supply! 51 the high street little brood on sea! We know all about boats! Sailors now on! Get down a coming Jacob's boats are our business! Oh, one, seven, three, four, three, seven, nine, three, four, aha! Bloody hell, what was that? <laughs> right. 
We've had a laugh. Now I think we go again, Joe, with a slightly different attitude. Don't we? Yes, we do. Don't we? Okay. Off we go again, then. And take 15. Aha, hearties. Get down to Captain Jacob's Boat Supplies. 51 the High Street, Little Brood on Sea. We know all about boats. Sail is now on. Get down to Captain Jacob's. Boats are our business. 0173 437 934. Aha. Paul? Just over, but workable. I can take out a few breaths and make it shorter. Speed the read up a bit, make it fit. Very good. That's the one. Actually, I've got a big problem with the ahas. Me too. Oh, in what way? I like them. I think they're really, really sweet. They're bleeding into everything else. They're much too, uh... Piratical? Yeah. Whatever that means. OK, then. Can we do a series of less piratical wild ahas in threes and we'll splice them on? That OK, Paul? No problem, mate. Wild? Yes, without the script. Just aha on its own. I know what it means, thanks. Well, that's a relief. And wild ahas takes 16, 17 and 18. Ahar! 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 Dive? Yeah, that's better. Yeah, that's great. Jemima. What? Do you like them? I like what we had, all rough and piratey. Hmm. Can I hear them again? Ahar! 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 Hmm. Well, actually, on reflection, I'm not happy with them. I think they're much too aggressive. I think we need much less aggressive ahas. You sound as if there's much too much swash in your buckle, too much yo-ho in your rum. Back off a bit. Three more, please. Okay. And they're a bit too long. They could be shorter. Good idea. Shorter, less butch ahas it is. Wild, shorter, less butch ahas take 19, 20 and 21. Ahar. 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 No, it's not happening for me. Try a really soft one. A really, really soft, short one. Wild, soft, short ahas take 22 onwards. Ahar. Softer and short. Take 23. Ahar. Softer. Take 24. Ahar. Shorter. Take 25. Softer. Take 26. Shorter. Take 27. That's the one. Rebecca? Yeah, that's the one. Lovely. Dive. Where's my coffee? Ah! Can you do some longer, louder ones and then some longer, softer ones with... Big ends in groups of three. Oh, good idea. Joe, can you do some longer, louder ones and then some longer, softer ones with big ends in groups of three? Yeah, I heard, thanks. Can you? Yes. Go on, then. Longer, louder ahas and longer, softer ahas with big ends in groups of three. Takes 28, 29, 30. Aha! 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 Bloody hell. <laughs> For goodness sake. All right, Joe, you can come out. Well, that was interesting. I think the Enderhars were a little too much, Joe, weren't they? But we can use the others. <laughs> Got any more voiceovers today? I keep hearing you. You're on that dog food commercial at the moment, aren't you? Money for old rope, really, isn't it, for a man with your skills? I haven't done a dog food ad. Oh, come on, that's you barking. No, not me. 
Well, there must be someone copying you. You're definitely the talking toilet seat, though, in the Bleach commercial, aren't you? I think that's Rob Brydon. Is it? <laughs> anyway, lovely to work with you. See you next time. Cheers. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks, yes. Yeah, lovely working with you. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Lovely to meet you. That was blood out of a stone, wasn't it? Won't use him again. Terrible attitude. All he had to do was read it and he fannied about. That final explosion was utterly immature. Ugh! We'll cut and paste, I think. All right, everybody? Fine by me. Rebecca? Oh, yes. Jemima? <laughs> what? We'll use take 14 as the body. That was the best read. We'll use the hearties from take 3. Get down to Captain Jacob's boat supplies from take 12. 51 the high street little brood on sea from take 11. We know all about boats from take 8. Sail is now on from take 9. Get down to Captain Jacob's from take 6. The phone number from take 2. And the ahas from take 25. And can you speed it up with your box of magic tricks and cut all the breaths out, Paul? No problem, mate. The drinks are here. Ah, finally. Here he comes. Bearing gifts. Callum. Hooray. Oh, God, my trousers! Get down to Captain Jacob's boat supplies. 51, the high street, little brood on sea. We know all about boats! Sail is now on. Get down to Captain Jacob's. Boats, boats are our business. Oh, one, seven, three, four, three, seven, nine, three, four, four. Marvellous. Rebecca? Marvellous, yes. Thank you for a lovely day. I've had such a lovely time. I hope you can get rid of that coffee, Mark. I have a stain devil at home that works wonders. Jemima? What? The commercial? Yup. I think it works with your edits. Dive? I think the voiceover was unhinged, but... Yeah, we've made it work. Paul made it work. Well done, Paul. What would we do without you? Thanks. Uh, Can I get you another towel? No, I'm fine, thanks. Can we get out of this hellhole and have some lunch? I'm starving and traumatised. Hello, diggity-dog, can you hold? Hello, diggity-dog, Chrissy speaking. Oh, hi, Chrissy, it's Jolien Carp. Who? Jolien Carp. Oh, Jolien! Oh, awful. The producer was a patronising old queen. The script was 15 seconds too long. The agency people were more interested in the drinks and they started cutting little words like me's and Anne's, so it didn't make it any shorter. They've got no idea that we're actors. We actually say these scripts out loud with light and shade and emotion. They read them in their heads when they write them. No one ever reads it aloud. I did 37 takes. I'm exhausted. Ignore it. They're all twats. Think of the money. I do. You got a pencil to play a lemming later, it's just come in. CBBs, they need a nice cockney. Oh, great, a cockney lemming. <laughs> uh, oh, look, a cliff. God, jump over that. Voice Over Guy by Jonathan Kidd. With Jonathan Kidd as Jeffrey and Jolian Carp. Henrietta Bess as Chrissy and Rebecca. Daisy Beaumont as Jemima. Carolyn Backhouse as Anna. Oliver Seymour Marsh as Dive, and Ben Aitken as Paul and Callum. The producer was Jonathan Kidd. This is a Made in Manchester production. This program was a distinct comedy presentation. So, Jonathan Kidd, voiceover guy. He was also the voice of Paddington Bear, L'Oreal, 
uh, the voice of Ferrero Rocher, those ambassador ads, and he also starred in One Foot in the Grave. And, of course, he was also uh, the presenter of Pipkins for a while, you know, with Hartley Hair back in the 1970s. He can also regularly be heard introducing programmes on Channel 4, Channel 5, Film 4, and sometimes the BBC. He is prolific, and in a few moments' time, Jonathan will be joining me to talk to me all about the inspiration behind VoiceOver Guy. In fact, the conversation about the inspiration behind VoiceOver Guy is nearly as hilarious as the actual sitcom itself. But before that, here's a little reminder of some of the things that are in store on Distinct Comedy. Dear Miss Jones, may I call you Clementina? Firstly, may I say how nice it was to meet you in the park yesterday. Distinct Comedy presents Letters from one Border Terrier pup to another. Apparently, socks that cannot accommodate toes because they have large holes where said toes should be fail to fulfil any real purpose. Based on true events seen through canine eyes. I now know that I'm definitely afraid of both heights and... Not surprisingly, of big ladies. Dear Clementina, new episodes every Thursday. Search for Distinct Comedy wherever you get your podcasts. Sincerely yours, Stanley Burke. Woof! Space. Not so long ago. In a time of intergalactic turmoil, the peaceful tyranny of the Galactic Empire is forever being threatened by evil anarchist forces. What was that? Only the Sun Crusher space station can bring order back to the Empire. This is not a drill, although they probably are using drills. And only one man and one robot have the administration skills to keep bureaucracy burning bright. You are so anal. I don't be ridiculous, Brack. I don't even have an anus. That's an exhaust port. Meet Brack Nubar. That's my payslip, isn't it? It's completely blank. And X769C. My gang payload has been engaged and my suicide mission protocols are on standby. Thrill as they take on giant brides and evil geniuses. She's beautiful. Really? She looks like a giant calculator on steroids. Gasp as they look death squarely in the face and then run away. Down a garbage chute. I'm not going down there. Written and performed by Ian McNess and Richard Delafield. Stop stroking yourself. It creeps me out. <clears throat> you don't get heroes like this. Kill me now, just get it over with. Well, I do have this letter. Creep space. You okay now? Yes. So I can stop holding your hand? Yes. Coming soon to Distinct Comedy. Distinct Comedy. Fresh and original. Hello, officer, I want to report a robbery. A new series about the secret world of nocturnal security. Yeah, I ordered a Chinese from the Golden Moon and they forgot to send me a can of Coke. A distinct comedy presentation. Well, yeah, I consider it an emergency. I'm gasping here. That idiot on the day shift stolen the last of my flicking tea bags. Barry Pigeon protects. Well, I'm telling you, if you lot don't sort this out, it's going to be like big trouble in Little China down here. Follow the exploits of Barry Pigeon, the best night security guard in Chorley, as he discusses everything from his wife... She was too big for Zumba, so she signed up for Bumba. It's like Zumba, only they just sit on their ass and flap their arms around a bit. ...to his favourite food. I love eggs, bloody love them. Poached, scrambled, fried, <laughs> scotched, cream. I love them all! From Andrew Birtwell and Kurt Brooks, starring Roe David McClelland. 
and guest starring Royston Mayo and Bruce Jackson. Columbo meets Sherlock, that's me. Barry Pigeon protects. I know what people think about this job, but it's not all sitting on your ass, drinking brews and watching Challenge TV. Uh, I sometimes bring a book as well. Watch now at distinctnostalgia.com. Well, it's Ashley Byrne here with Jonathan Kidd, who is, of course, the writer and the star of VoiceOver Guy. Now, of course, Jonathan, you've been a voiceover artist for a long, long time. And obviously, we know where you get your inspiration for VoiceOver Guy from. But why did you decide to put pen to paper and to create VoiceOver Guy in the first place? I mean, you could have been, uh, you could have remained quiet, as it were, about um, uh, the world in which you have inhabited for such a long time. Um but why did you decide to do it in the end? Well, because it, it, it's um, uh, my experience of working in the advertising world was that, um, and doing promos just generally, is that uh, it's all slightly mad and you're dealing with um, uh, a huge number of people who are um, who love the sound of their own voice. This is behind the glass. This is the producers and love um, to be contrary. For example, you can do a voiceover in front of uh, 11 people. And they've all come, it's a jolly almost, because they can order strange things which a poor runner has to get for them. They'll have um, specific lattes from very peculiar shops, so it'll be elk elk milk or something that they can get. And uh, somebody will also hand them a um, uh, a toy that they can, uh, a little robot jeep that they can play with while the session's going on. And what happens is then lunch becomes this great thing because they can order exactly what they want from where. And the whole of the the studio is set up to get is to, is to to give in to every little whim that they have so they're not really paying attention to what's going on but also frequently they will say something just because um uh because they can in order to give themselves a voice i mean i've had a bizarre job the other even just recently i did with somebody um, from an agency uh, uh who said to me um uh, are you aware that you've got um a northern vowel in uh, in, in your Cockney Reed, and we don't want that because we're after a, a, a Londoner. And I said, I'm sorry, I wasn't aware about that, but okay, I'll I'll try and make sure that he is. I've also learnt learnt by the way as a, an actor to never ever lose my temper. So I've never ever gone, oh, don't be ridiculous, which is what you want to say, or or for goodness sake, what a ridiculous thing to say. You go, oh, okay, then I've always go, oh, have I? Oh, I didn't know that. While I'm actually thinking, what a complete, you know. I mean, you you. It's that that's it's it's you you're constantly thinking of keeping the work, keeping the job and the money because you, you get paid quite nicely for doing it. But it's very pressurized stuff. But there were I mean, the worst example of that with 11 people there was once I had to do a Daily Telegraph ad and it was uh, sport in the Daily Telegraph this Thursday or something. There was some particular story. And this the producer said to the to the 11 people there, everybody happy with Jonathan's read? I thought that was great. And this little voice in the corner said, could he go up at the end? And uh, and he said, what do you mean? Well, could, could he go um, uh, this Thursday, uh, the Daily Telegraph, this Thursday? And uh, and it was the work experience girl. And, and, and guess what? Everybody said, I think that's a great idea. Let's try that. Yeah, we'll do it. The Daily in the Daily Telegraph this Thursday. And, and I'd been going in the date because it's sport. The Daily Telegraph this Thursday. And um, uh, and we went round the houses and did another nine takes of trying to get it. And the producer said, I don't think you quite got it, Jonathan. I think it's Daily Telegraph this Thursday. Um, uh, and we went around and around and around. And eventually we went back to take two. 
um, which was the Daily Telegraph this Thursday. But you almost had to do it for all these people because because nobody want, didn't nobody wanted to be seen to say actually I think that's really stupid. So that you but aha the the um, was the little video I made about the which in fact we based the uh, voice of a man on was based on a real situation. There were seven people listening to what I was doing, and I was uh, trying to do a uh, a pirate ad for a boat firm. We'd finished it. Once again, the producer said, I think that's really good. Jonathan's done it well. And I just started by going, aha, because it was, you know, get down to the boat shop and uh, and you can be you know, such and such a boat. So it was specifically for somewhere in Cornwall and they wanted to be a pirate. And uh, um, uh, and it was, uh, it, we'd, we'd reduced it. It was too long. Frequently what happens is they'll write too much copy and you have to try and cram something in as quickly as possible. And then they change it and it goes down to nothing. But um, by by the end, um, she said, I think that's great. It's all worked really well. And this man I'd never seen, but popped up, man in the corner, um, uh, bearded, uh, very bright shirt. I remember because you can't see looking out of your little booth, this man said. And he said, I'm having a problem with his ahas. I think they're too piratical. And because uh, uh, at the beginning, I went, aha. And at the end, it was aha. And we had to do 30, this is a real thing, 35 takes of me going, aha, aha. Arr, arr, arr. And he's going, no, it's too much. No, a little bit less. Arr, 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 arr. And finally, I did one which was, that's the one. When we put that one in, please. So it goes, it goes, get down. It goes, arr, get down as hard of a boat. Arr, arr, arr. And you think, that's not a pirate. A pirate doesn't go, arr. a pirate goes, ahar. That's what that's the voice you use. And I thought, this is such a dreadful session. I must tr- see if I can write this. So I wrote it, but it was the, I think it, that was the final straw. It was like, it was one of the worst sessions ever that. So I just thought, well, worse is the wrong word. Ludicrous, silly, having people interfering. And it was, and it worked well. And you wondered why he said it. And also the, there's a kind of pusillanimous approach to things from everybody in the room. They will always say yes to somebody who says something with any kind of conviction. It's almost as if it, they feel they have to, they, they're worried that, that they might be doing something wrong because they really don't know most of the time. The client doesn't really know. So if somebody has enough conviction and says, I don't like the way he said that, they'll go, oh, me neither, even though they've all agreed that it was fine. No, I didn't like that either. You're absolutely right. Yeah, come to think of it, I think he could do better. Yes, I think you're right. Even though the producer has said, um, Every, everybody happy with that. And they've gone, oh, yeah, we're happy. Well, I'm not happy. Oh, aren't you? Why not? Well, because I think he's he's... At the end of it, he just he's growled a little bit. We don't want it growly. It's not growly. Oh, okay. Yes, if I'm to think of it, you're right. He is a bit growly. Let's listen to it back. Oh, he's very growly. Can you make it less growly? Yes, I'll make it less growly. And meanwhile, what you love is your friend in this situation is always the engineer who's frequently facing you in the booth. And you can always tell he'll just give a little eyebrow will be raised or a little kind of nod. Look, his eyes will look up. And he'll frequently just try and play an early take back to them to say, and he might interfere and say, actually, I think this one was quite good. And and uh, and because his view is they're getting near the end of the hour. I mean, the worst situation about this is I actually remember a guy, he'd gone, he hadn't appeared. The big cheese hadn't appeared. And it was a Christmas commercial. Um, so we did the whole session for 40 minutes, which was about six different commercials. You do lots of tags for different days. So it'll be Thursday, Friday, whatever, when it's coming out. Open next week. Open this week. Open tomorrow. Open today. You have to do all that kind of stuff. We did all of these. Chose a voice. I had to be Father Christmas. I was doing a kind of sort of avuncular Father Christmas voice for it as well like that. But I was also doing the main read. And um, with 20 minutes to go, and they've got to mix it and finish it in the hour, 
um, the person, the head person, appears and uh, uh, and says, hello, can I listen to all the reads, please? And they've everybody has said after 40 minutes, I think we're happy with that. I think that's worked really well. And he comes in and he says, can we listen to that, please? And he goes, oh, no, no, that's not what I thought at all. I don't, you don't sound anything like you're real. And oh, no, it's, it's, there's no, you know, I remember saying, there's no ding in it. And, and I, I, ding, I thought it was ding. He, I, and I said, excuse me, what, what is, what is ding? Ding is a pizzazz, kind of a, enjoyment. It sounds very dull. Your read is dull. And Father Christmas sounds very peculiar. And, and uh, could you make him completely different? And everybody in the room went, yes, we all had our doubts about Father Christmas. Yes. And uh, yes, and you're absolutely right. It is flat and dull. And um, anyway, in the next 20 minutes, the, um, the engineer just move them slowly back. We did several more takes to the take that the other people had agreed. And, but it was all about ego. So the guy who'd come in late towards the end had then had to be persuaded and uh, himself. So somebody said, I quite like that bit there. He said, yes, come to think of it, that's quite good. Yeah, yeah. And we just went round in a complete circle and ended up at the take that, that had been, that I'd done when he came in that he'd said was dull, but that he said, oh, that's great. Yes, that's happy. I'm happy with that. And perhaps we could, he had to have a bit of power. Perhaps we could take one of the bits of the end of, of the other version towards the end and just put that in and make a kind of hybrid. And they all went, oh, yes, a hybrid. Oh, yes, discovering a word that they could use for it. So, you know, that, that's the kind of world that you're inhabiting with that. So The thing know. is, you're dealing with the advertising world, aren't you? And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what they like is the showbiz. They're attracted. They're excited by the showbiz. I, I know this from working in local radio for many, many years, that, um, you know, they want to be part of that. They want to be part of that showbiz and to be involved, yes, don't they? Yes, it's a jolly. It's a day out for them. It is. They, they're looking forward. They want to be. But also then they want the power. They want the power to be able to manipulate the, the man behind the glass who they think they can do it better. One of the worst things is having somebody say, can you read it like this? And then they read it completely dreadfully. And you think, and I'm, I have the skill, I just copy them. And they go, oh, no, not like that. And I, I don't say, I never say, but I've just copied you. I go, oh, you didn't want it like that then. Oh, but tell me, tell me, rather than read it to me, tell me what you want. What I'm saying is, for God's sake, don't be ridiculous reading it to me. It's my job to interpret it. But that, once again, it's the control that they want in that environment. So you know, it's it's um, it, as you say, it, it's it they're 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 loving the idea of coming to an environment where they actually really would like to do it themselves. I mean, I've actually worked with a situation where I've been sitting next to to somebody. And I've said, "I'm oh, sorry, I don't know who you are," and he said, uh, "I'm the uh, I'm the the uh, the assistant to the CEO." And I've said, "Oh, uh, you're doing it with me, are you?" He said, "Yes, I've been told I've got a good voice, so uh, I'm doing it." Oh, okay. Why isn't the CEO doing it? Uh, uh, well, he thinks he not might not be able to do it very well, but I'm having a go at it. And this bloke then proceeded not to be able to read at all. And I just went, oh, 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 oh. And his boss, who was in the room, said, what's the matter with you? You said you could do it. Yeah, I said, I don't, oh, oh, oh. stuttering, getting it wrong, missing his cue. And they said, the CEO then said, I'll do it. You come out here. And he went in and... And he was okay. My hand is not like that, you know. I mean, doing it. You think, oh, all right. Well, I'll just give in to this once again, you know. So, but one one actor said to me once. He said, "I suppose you've reached the stage of your career where, if you don't like what's going on, you could walk out." And I said, uh, "I've never ever wanted to walk out of anything. I always try and make it work because that's in my nature. 
He said, but you could if you didn't agree with it. No, I said, you don't ever walk out. I said, how's your voiceover career going? I said, do you walk out? He said, regularly. I said, do you work much? He said, no, never. I said, well, there we have it, you know. And he was in, he was in the National Theatre quite a lot. He just, he clearly, he, he, he couldn't stand the, the awfulness, the pretension, the idiocy. He couldn't stand it. So he just, um, he, 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 he never worked. But one of the advantages I've got that I'm, why I have longevity in this is that also is I'm, I'm a, I'm a decent sight reader. And I never occurred to me that lots of people can't actually read actors. They go into studios and they, they, they go, oh, their knees go and they can't. And it, uh, whereas to me, I always thought this was the easiest thing to do because you're not having to learn the lines. You're just reading it. But I, I've, I've got a facility that I thought everybody had, which is you just hand me a script and I, I read it. And, and, I, and also the thing is that people don't know is you frequently have to fit it in in 30 seconds or 40 seconds or 20 seconds. And they've always overwritten the copy. There's always too much because they've always read it in their heads, these people. They haven't learnt. They can be doing it for 15 years. They will never learn that you have to do it, um, read it out loud. Because And then I'm an actor. I put nuance into it. I put light and shade into it. I make it, you know, and even then. So therefore, it'll be even longer. So frequently, uh, and the number of, of, of ads I've done, which are seven and eight seconds over, and I'll fit it in. I'll always say to them, I'll do it for you. But then it goes completely like the clappers all the time because I can speak like that. I can do that. I can make sure that they're all enunciated. And they go, oh, it's very quick, isn't it? And it's gabbled. You have fitted it in, though. I said, yes. Well, it doesn't work, does it? No, you'll have to cut it. You'll have to edit it down. So it gets edited down and they go, or they go, no, no, it's been, the, it's been approved. We can't cut it. Okay, then, you know, I do it. And weirdly enough, I'm then back the following day to do it because they've had to cut it down, you know. It's right what you say, though, about the whole written down thing, because we produced for quite a few years um, features and things for some foreign broadcasters in English. And they always wanted everything written down, all the script written down, all the transcripts of the interviews written down, every single thing written down, um, rather than hearing what we produced. They didn't want to hear what we produced before they'd read what we produced. Um, And it was very strange because they'd go through the written transcript, change our bits, which was fine because we could obviously change our voiceover or whatever, our, 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 our presenting side of things. But they then try and change bits um, uh, and alter the way people were saying things um, in the interviews and things, which was, was strange because you, you just can't, you know, you can't do that. And it didn't take account of, of things like, um, you know, the nuances of the way people say things, you know, pregnant pauses and... Uh, uh, people going high pitched, or or whatever it may, may be, that, that adds some animation to their voice, <laughs> and, and they wanted really us to make them say something else. And you think, well, that's what was recorded. We can't change it. They eradicate any subtlety. The number of times I'll put in something, I think that's really good. That moment there, because it's it's in my mind, that's the gag, or that's the moment where we're allowed a little beat, and you can hear them saying, "Let's get rid of that beat. Let's go." They have no conception about what what the composition is or the, the ebb and flow of these things. I mean, it's, it's their right, though. I can't complain because it's their, their copy. They're paying for it. They can do what they want. But why have they employed somebody um, who can give them subtlety and give them an um, interpretation of something and they then, they're, not, then they're not interested in using it? I mean, what's happening now, of course, in the world of voiceovers is they're getting more and more members of the general public to do the job. A because it's cheaper, but B because they want something real. So you constantly get these voices where they go and they don't hit the right words, and you get and you go and there's not cl- there's no clarity. 
And I always thought that the whole thing about voiceovers, particularly advertising and, and promos, was the message was there had to be clarity because you're getting something across. And, and uh, that seems to be going out of the window for reality. We want real people, which um, is, uh, unfortunately, real people can't really put the, put the message across. They can't speak properly or they stress things completely wrongly or swallow the necessary words. So it'll be a, an advertisement about, um, I don't know, about sausages. And they'll say, they're, they're really great sausages. It'll be it'll be the the word is they're really great sausages they, they, rather than going they're really great sausages because it's, it's about the sausages it's not about great the word great or that I mean actually I'm giving it too much light and shade it'll be they're really great sausages they're really great sausages you can't really hear what they're speaking most of the time oh they got somebody like speaking in a kind of accent and they swallow they can't actually get it right you know so I can't understand how you've never lost it to be honest I mean if I was Push that far, I'd have to say something. I've always thought of the money, actually. I've always thought of the money. I've always thought, no, and also, also, um, uh, I, wor- I, I worked out really early on that if you if you question anything, you, uh, you the session just falls apart. They just don't want to be questioned, and they get the hump. And you really don't want anybody to have the hump in a session because it. Um, I've, I've I've been with other actors, and there used to be more a case where you do two the two of you playing a. Uh, a, a couple of characters together and the other actor has lost their temper or has has um, said something and uh, and so it, it's it's that feeling of from my experience you daren't ever say anything you just have to be uh, just say oh okay oh so okay you want to do that that's fine good 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 in which case you're then you're you're, you're an actor you're going along with their their um, conceit with their ego you know. But you found a way of getting back at them through voiceover, man. <laughs> now you made a, a film, didn't you, of a voiceover guy? It was called something else. But you um, you won several awards for that film, didn't you? Got several awards. Yeah, it was um, best film at the uh, Mid Ulster Film Festival in America. It was jury's choice or something at the uh, the Oxford Film Festival. I mean, some of these film festivals, I don't know what they are actually. I have to be frank. I don't know. You just you send it off. You pay thirty quid. You send it off to America. And it, they, uh, you know, and it, it's come up on the the film. What is it called? Without a box, you send the stuff off to. I don't know why it's called that, but it was. And and I sent it off to about twenty five people, thinking it's cost me six hundred quid to send this off. And in the end, you know, you get a. You don't even get any money back. You just get a. You know, citation. You this film was was our jury thought it was great, and you then use that. So you spent you've spent six hundred pounds on on publicity really for for it. But yes, it won it won fifteen awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I rather foolishly never followed it up. I should actually have written something something else on it. I should have made films m- much more. But um, I made another one. But um, I, I also felt what was I felt it was so arbitrary. I unless I made a feature, I actually made a decision then when I first made it that making shorts was a waste of time. I still think that's the case. But you have with us, of course, with help of Made in Manchester, developed it into a longer form version uh, in audio. Indeed. Well, are you, well, I think you could make six of them easily without any. Any shadow of a doubt. Well, there's so I've got so many stories. I've in fact written a book, um, written a book about uh, a fiction about uh, voiceovers. With because there was a period for about of about five years where I wrote every experience I'd had in a diary, and I've just used this as a as a diary. I've written it. I've used the diary as a book. So there is a uh, a cornucopia, a veritable cornucopia of a fund of stories that uh, could come out for the rest of this. We could make. I mean, not even five. You could make 15 of these. Just dealing with, also dealing with celebrities. 
you could have a, an episode about a celebrity. You could have an episode about a certain aspect of of uh, of it not of it all falling apart. You could have a the whole thing falling down with the engineer failing to record it, pre- not pressing record. Everybody having to come back in. You have it. It's uh, there are the whole series of of events that have taken place, which are quite normal, really. Or people fighting. I've seen people fight as well. People people fight on the the two uh, two creatives have fights on the floor because they disagree with the uh, with the copy. You know that kind of stuff. And it's uh, it's uh, it's a world of 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 silliness and idiocy and madness. And then you've got people on the periphery as well, haven't you? You've got the agents. Yeah, you've got yeah, the agents. Yeah, you've got the you know the runner that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the other actresses you would work with and. Uh, um, and uh, occasionally you work with, I work with somebody who once, who, uh, who uh, I couldn't stand. And, um, uh, and so it was, it was so difficult um, to act. Well, funnily enough, the job afterwards, what was so awful, neither of us spoke to each other during the whole of the session. But um, at the end of it, the producer said, you two work so well together. I'm going to book you again for a whole series of what I've got a wonderful thing you could do. And I'm thinking, I don't want anything. I don't want anyone to do with this bloke. I don't want to come and see. He's completely awful. He's so rude. And so, oh, dear. But it, it's, uh, yes, it's the permutations with, um, with uh, um, and also people being, some actors get very snooty. They don't want to chat to anybody. Some people are too grand. Some people can't do it. You work with people, well-known actors come in. They can't read. They can't get it right. Um, it, it's uh, but as you say, or you come in and the the receptionist is uh, um, denies that you've got a job and that you have to spend ages trying to get into the building, even though you know you've got the job and you're saying all the right things. And uh, and your agent, your agent has sent you to the wrong place, or your agent has um, has said said uh, you, uh, you uh, said that you can do a. a um, um, that you speak German, you know, you t- turn up for these things, you know. Ah, so you're, so you're the German speaker. Uh, n- no, I don't speak German. I can put an accent on. Oh, we wanted the German, wanted fluent German. Oh, okay, you have a go? No, I'm not going to have a go. I don't speak fluent, I don't speak German. So, you know, <laughs> the kind of I- idiocy. Now, of course, you do all sorts of things, not just the advertising, you know, the, the, the voiceovers for adverts and things. You've done uh, voiceover stuff for promos and trailers on TV and things like that, and also the acting side of things as well. I mean, you do you do a variety, don't you? Well, frequently, as an actor, I've, well, of course, I did Pipkins originally as the presenter, but um, but I also did, um, I've done masses of video games. What I love about video games is that I keep being cast as trolls or I do very good, apparently I do very good um uh, 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 the right thing to say at the moment, but I, I, so my trolls are great, but I'm always great with a broadsword. I'm always great going into villages and decimating the village. And um, and uh, and they always say it's an enormous broadsword, Jonathan. So you have to go. And they go, oh, wonderful! Could you make the broadsword a bit bigger? And they said, now, now, could you play the people who are being put to the sword? Oh, okay. All of that as well. So that's great fun, but exhausting. I can't tell you how exhausting it is miming a broadsword. But but what I'm trying to say is, you know, you, you do all these different things, you know, the, the, the acting side of things and the promos and the trails for sort of Channel 4, etc. Thursday, 5 o'clock, Film 4. But which of all of those causes you the most stress as it were when it comes to doing these sessions and things and, and out of all of them where would you say the most the most comedy is is it in the advertising it used to be i remember i did the um the ferrero rocher ad um the ambassador's reception is known for its great taste that one and that was 
I did that as a comedy, but everybody then took it very seriously. So, uh, and I had to say eccellente in the middle of that as well. But what I mean when I say comedy is the scenarios, the situations that you you get in that would inspire something like voiceover guy. Oh, sorry, sorry. You're rather than specific, specific yeah. voices, specific <laughs> voices. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, other than, well, no, in video games, it's funny when you're having to be, um, you're having to be a, a, a man, um, a troll, um, uh, with a wizard and uh, and and you've just you just killed everybody in the in the village but that's amusing for me because it's just so ridiculous with these swords and and leaping over <laughs> all these voices you make but yeah oh no the environment is is the is the idiocy it's idiotic in advertising the idiocy of the the um the supposition the power that people want to wield uh over poor voiceovers and um and the assumption that somehow, despite employing somebody who's good at their job, that they know better. So this is always the premise that the person in the room who has nothing to do with voiceovers somehow knows how it should be. It's not the way what you're doing isn't isn't the way they'd envisaged it. So they will either read it to you and they're not an actor or they will attempt to get you to do things that are meaningless and don't help it at all. And their direction is useless and they don't know how to direct and or even a producer will come in and they don't know what to say to you either. And uh, so in the end, it's just a kind of not a free-for-all, but it's up to almost up to you as the voiceover to just to think, I'll just give them a decent read and hope they like it because they're not, they're not pushing me in any direction that makes any sense. So it's like interpreting madness, but that's frequently the case. So, yeah, there is a, a huge silliness created by just people thinking that they know what they're doing and they don't, directing actors. Jonathan, it's fantastic to talk to you. Um, I hope everyone enjoys VoiceOver Guy and hopefully we can uh, get a few more scripts together soon. I hope they do too. It's funny. It is funny. It is, though I say so myself. It's funny. This is Distinct Nostalgia by MIM, the home of a regular quiz testing your TV and film knowledge. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Star Trek, so can you ask me some questions on that, please? I absolutely loved Pip Play. Was that presented by Susan Strength? I'd like to have some questions about Coronation Street in the 90s. How would you like to be crowned Distinct Nostalgia Mind of the Month and win a Distinct Nostalgia mug in the process? If you think you could answer random questions on both a chosen subject and if you get to the final TV and film general knowledge, then drop us a message now on the contact page of the Distinct Nostalgia website, distinctnostalgia.com. 